0: Welcome to this episode nine of the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack. And this week I'm back in London and at the Mod Mag Conference, the magazines conference that's organised by Jeremy Leslie from Mag Culture. There's been a really brilliant range of speakers through the day from all sorts of different magazines, mainstream and independent. And so I managed to grab Jeremy just a few minutes ago to talk to him about the speakers who he's had on today. We're recording this at Central Saint Martins. I've managed to find myself a slightly quiet corner to do this bit, but But um, I should warn you, there's the clatter of trolleys and people organising conferences that goes on in the background, so I hope that is not too distracting. Jeremy spoke about the position of independent magazines right now and what the term even means and he also spoke about why he wants to put on a conference like this that takes such a lot of work and such a lot of effort and I'm really really pleased that it's here and people can come to London to see magazine makers talking about what they do. I hope you enjoy it Uh, I'll be back at the end to uh, finish things off Uh, but for now this is me speaking to Jeremy Leslie. So I'm here with Jeremy Leslie, uh, the founder of MagCulture and now the founder of this fantastic conference that you have put on how many years in a row? This is the fourth year. Fourth year in a row. Yeah, yeah.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you
0: been brilliant once again
1: <laughs> i hope so <laughs> <laughs> a bit too close to it, to have see it you, at the moment. i
0: was going to say have you had a chance to actually enjoy any? no place,
1: actually but... no to be fair this year i think the advantage of having now done three and this well, we're just about coming to the end of the fourth is uh is that it's this not that it gets easier but you you get more used to it so i've actually uh, been able to really enjoy this one, yeah. Last year we had a very particular problem that, that just un, un, underpinned the whole day in terms of somebody not turning up on the speakers. And so it was really stressful. And that sort of set the tone that means that almost nothing can happen that will be that stressful so everything's fine so i've really enjoyed today
0: so i noticed this year you don't have anyone doing a video link coming in no
1: <laughs> no well, that wasn't the plan last year to be fair so and it worked but it was just very stressful in the lead up as to whether the technology would work and etc yeah, yeah
0: so one of the things that um you started the day with mm-hmm. was this idea of what is independent now yeah what, what yeah, yeah. are independent magazines um, what's even the point in calling them independent so uh, yes. where, where, where does your thinking come from with that?
1: Well um, obviously I mean, I, I, I've i got a, a lot of the magazines that we feature here and a lot of the magazines that you and I have done stuff on and the things in the shop I mean the, the world of, the, of, of what we know is the independent magazine is a hugely exciting one an interesting one and and will you know it's, it's not a case of that sh- changing I, I I've just always been keen with, with Mag Culture Online and in the shop and with this conference that we celebrate all types of magazines and it, and it always there's always this slight thing about with independent versus mainstream that um, somehow independent is cool and mainstream's a bit naff and not to be taken seriously, which I reject absolutely. I think there are some very good mainstream magazines, if you want to call that use that phrase, and I think there are some not so good. Independent magazines. Just because something small and independent doesn't mean to say it's it's better than something that's big and mainstream. Uh, so we, you know, we've always sought to to cover magazines uh, in whatever field that we consider worthy of some kind of note. note you know, uh, be it. I mean, ideally, both for its design and its content and other aspects, but often because one one or other of these elements are interesting or innovative or doing something in a, in, a, in a different way. Um, and so we've always come from that angle and always been very comfortable with the word independent, but it just f- feels almost like independent isn't enough now. It, 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 you know, if you're running a magazine and you're independent, you can be fiercely proud of that, of course. And I don't deny, you know, I'm not trying to bury the word, but I just, it seems to me it might be time to have a look at some other ways of describing these magazines. And it, I just, I, I propose the idea that we look at them as being small and big. Uh, in the knowledge that you know, a small magazine is—it's—it's it's a simpler um, uh, potential to just grow and become a big magazine. It's a sort of more natural thing that might happen. Um, We—I was just interviewing a. One of the uh, original people from Private Eye, and that's the perfect example of a small magazine that's become a big magazine, and and it's actually still it's actually still is an independently owned magazine, but you wouldn't really say it was an independent magazine. So it's, it's you know there's, it's, it is semantics, but I think we should always uh, re-investigate these, these words.
0: Well, I mean, it's semantics, but it's also the source of a very significant problem. So the, mm-hmm. like when we do the Stack Awards, yes. the Stack yeah. Awards are for independent magazines. Yeah. Yeah. And and I feel like everybody kind of has a sense of what that is, but then you start getting people saying, well, are we independent? How, yeah. like, how do we classify as independent? Yeah. And so yeah. that, like my, the best definition I've heard is... Uh, it came from Indycon. Uh the chiefs are the makers, yeah. so the people who are actually in charge of the financial decisions for the magazine are also writing, making, editing, yeah. designing. So all
1: the decision making isn't made just either by the business or by the creative, It's the two are completely interwoven. And so then yeah.
0: interestingly for Private Eye, for example, that makes them an independent magazine. Yeah. Because as we, we just heard from Tony talking about, you know, he was there at the very beginning he's been the commercial director mm-hmm. and the art director and you know that that feels yeah. like that sort of organization yeah
1: and um, but, but well but, but at the same time you know it's published fortnightly it has a huge circulation it uses the big it's it's in wh smith it's it's, it's a huge operation so so you yeah i mean it you know it, by many criteria it's independent but in many it isn't and it just you know it's unsatisfactory and, I, and i'm quite you know, I'm realistic about saying small and big. I mean, that's not ideal, it's not perfect either, but it just offers another angle on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Penny Martin, uh, in her talk this afternoon, also came up with an interesting angle on this mm-hmm. of the different phases uh, yes. of indie, yeah. and so she was referencing independent, well, sorry, indie music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So phase one, phase two, phase three, yes. and fa- phase one being the formation, phase two being the point at which something coheres uh-huh. and you can start to identify a group yeah, 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 together, yeah. and then. Co- phase three being the sort of like Sell selling out. out exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, does that kind of ring any bells for you as to where we are with the mags uh
1: not i i understand the comparison and I, and I think as as a as a comparison it stands up but i, th- I don't quite see that there's going to be this sellout stage in the same way i think i mean um there's there's more of a kind of uh what's the word more of a um Creative and more of a sort of a philosophical approach, I think, and reflective approach in making magazines, whereas a lot of the kind of music scene is more about just having a good time and drinking as much as possible and shagging as many people. And that kind of thing, if, if you're offered a big check by a big record company, you tend to grab it. I think it's slightly different.
0: Well, and also, I guess, there's a difference in terms of pop music is consumed very widely the, yes. you know you, you have like millions of listeners to a yes. record yeah. independent magazines are never going to have millions yeah and,
1: and, of and, and, and the, you know, there isn't a sort of uh, I, I mean I, the, the only example of this happening I can think of is um, the team from uh, which magazine was it? Was it Pop? I can't. I can't. They, 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 one of the big fashion biennials, uh, the uh, Condé Nast really wanted to buy it and take it on and bring. And that was, the, and they wanted to buy the whole team wholesale. They were, they were, they were nixed in that. But so they just took on the whole team and created Love. So that that's the nearest thing you've got to that kind of thing. Otherwise, I just don't think there are the, the big publishers are really sniffing around the smaller magazines, the independent magazines, in the hope that they can take them over and grow them. It's, it's slightly there's also something I mean we can take this music thing too far I don't know but the other thing, I mean with the band the four members are integral or three members I mean all the singer I mean they're, they're integral with, with the magazine actually it's more of a kind of career thing where you're probably doing multiple things and actually you might leave the magazine and take a big job it's more likely to be the individual gets pulled out
0: right yeah. than, than
1: the magazine itself gets taken over
0: yeah so thinking of individuals then yeah. how did you put together the lineup today because you've got a tremendous line li- lovely
1: lovely to see you um Thank you. um, Well, it always comes kind of comes together quite organically. As I say, I'm interested in all all aspects of of magazines. Naturally, the the small independents, should we say. Um, But I always want to throw some big ones in. And there's a um, couple of people I've tried but not succeeded, but finally got them this year. So Gail from The New York Times magazine and Christoph from uh, Zeit magazine. Really thrilled to have had them here at the big end of things um so they they were they were on board early on so you just sort of build it around that and then you know there's been a couple of magazines that have been really excited by i know you're very pop- keen on uh, real review and ladybeard and so it's kind of they're in london so it's quite natural to invite them and, and in fact ladybeard were involved from very early on uh, real review more recently because they only published their first issue just a couple of months back and then it sort of grows organically from there And so one or two people came on very late um, I was—I was aware. I've been trying to get Nick Logan, who founded the Face, to speak. But he, as as was clear from Paul Gorman's talk earlier, he's very um, retiring and reserved. He's—it's he's, not his natural modus operandi to stand up and give a talk. But so I was very excited to get when I found out they were doing a book together. Uh, Nick Nick has been cooperating with paul Gorman but paul 's doing the heavy lifting, and so to have him along and, and talk about the face which uh, was was uh, uh, sort of given as well so it all kind of comes together and then you, you know there 's various you know, and you check the balance of men and women and, and the various things uh, and then and then we sort of pace it in a way where so there 's we 're basically some, some you know, if I feel a magazine or an individual has more to say, they get more time and we kind of so it 's a bit sort of it's not it's staccato. It's not kind of like it's talk, talk, talk. It's talk, 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 talk. This is a, a little bit of rhythm to the day. <laughs> I, remember you you, I remember music you, again, music. I remember you
0: saying years ago, that, uh, maybe it was the first ModMag yeah. where you talked about you'd organize the day as a magazine. Yeah, well, so it, in the way it, you
1: pace it, a it, magazine. It, it, uh, yeah, and that's still the same thing. You try and kind of mix it up in terms of content and style. Uh, and then towards the end of the day when you want to sort of mix it up a bit further I did an interview just there with Tony Rushton so it changes the mood a bit Um, and you just yeah you try to get it right and I've seen most of these people speak so I know their personalities and the kind of things that they're going to deliver Um, so you try and you know
0: and that's really important. Because yeah, absolutely. You, you get someone along to do something, yeah. and they do something completely different. That's yeah. Well, that's
1: well, that's the, so. That's that's the other aspect. I mean, so I mean, I, I was uh, up at Magfest in Edinburgh earlier this year, or a couple of months back, and Terry from Empire was speaking, and she was just brilliant, and she was such a surprise from a magazine that, as she herself described this morning has uh, been around for 27 years a legacy brand is the phrase that she uses and but she she brought a whole new energy to it and absolutely was talking the same language as so many of the, from the people from the small magazines today and it's fascinating to see that and that that's the kind of surprise that i always like to have something that's a bit of a surprise but yeah we, we paste it and put it together as if it's a magazine
0: yeah and yeah. um, this is obviously a massive amount of work I mm-hmm. mean you can't do something like this mm-hmm. lightly it's, it's all in yeah yeah and it's so good I think that you bring something like this to London because without it London wouldn't have mm-hmm. an annual thing that bringing together magmakers makers mm-hmm. at, at this sort of size why do you do it <laughs> uh,
1: well sometimes things happen because they happen I mean the original one started uh, I published a book called The Modern Magazine in two thousand and thirteen, and I was really keen to do some sort of launch event and The publishers explained to me uh, that we'd, sorry we do have we have a marketing budget for these sort of things these days okay and I, thought, and I went away from that meeting I thought well, may, maybe we you know maybe I should do panel discussion and get some of the people that I interviewed for the, for the book and it just a sort of snowball from there, and I found suddenly that i'd I booked a, a theater for a whole day, and we 'll we'll give it a go to launch the book we 'll see. And, and the, um, in doing that, one, they learned so much about doing it, uh, made a lot of mistakes that have not repeated, and then, but also it, we discovered a, so there was a, a desire and a need, and a lot of people said it. For me, it was a one-off to launch the book, but a, a lot of people at the end of that day said, you should do it again. And so we did do it again, and it was, that second year was really tough, and I'm not quite sure why it was so tough. Last year was tough because one of the guests plane journey screwed up. And now I think, but also what happened last year, it kind of grew into itself. It became something, and now this year, it's definitely is something that people expect. And I, it draws so many things together and so many people together. And I think it's a bit, you know, it is literally a bit like making your own magazine. In the sense that you know, okay, so if you if you if you're going to throw your energy into something, you might as well at least do something that you really love. Uh, and to be but to be honest i mean if i want if i was in this to make money or anything this is not what i would be doing you know the last three years we've lost money on it i think we're going to break even this year and i think that we can grow from there um but in the end i love magazines I, I love magazines i think there's so much you know you you're very kind to say that there's um there's nothing like this in london there are a number of conferences in london but they tend to inevitably be either be slightly stymied by the kind of nature of them being uh, organised by professional organisations nothing against them, they do a very good job but by that, by the dint of that they have to invite every, someone from every publisher and it gets a little bit kind of self defining um, but also there, there has been a history of, of these events kind of absolutely just almost throwing the, the baby out with the bathwater and saying come on, got, come on we all should be on mobile and it's like well <laughs> you know, there's a place for that but it's, there's more to it than that and that's what So it's meant to be an alternative to a lot of that kind of nonsense.
0: I I was involved with the PPA festival this year. So the the PPA is like the industry organisation for mags in the UK um, and stack uh, programmes in independence.
1: Yes, which is fantastic.
0: The thing I think that that I really noticed about that is I think that there are a lot of people who came to that thinking... Well, this is the, the PPA, so it's not really our club. It's not really our thing. Yeah. We'll come along because we're curious. Yeah. Whereas I think this, people see it as this is us. Like the, yeah. this is our event. This is yeah. we want to come to this thing. Yeah. And I've noticed that in the room there, you've got quite an international audience. So yes. People speaking different languages all yeah, around it. Yeah,
1: me. No, you're right. There, there, there is a really big international audience. Um, you know, for, for this kind of thing, I think. Cause it, so many of these magazines are English so it's natural in a sense for people to come here to to hear people but we do have guests from abroad as well and there are attendees and it does you know it it there's a lot of people that are magazine makers in the audience and people that spoke last year have come back um, and that's very satisfying And I think you know there is there is a need just to inspire people and remind people you know we all magazines Today we're hearing about the great side of making magazines, the joy of it and the the achievement and the satisfaction. We all know there's hard slog involved as well and sometimes it's lovely to have a day away from the office, whether you're based in Paris or Luxembourg or Germany, and come and just meet like-minded people.
0: And this is a day away from the office for you as well, because yeah, yeah. at the end of last year, yeah, you did an improbable thing. <laughs> yes, another <laughs> crazy thing. <Yeah. laughs> so you started your own bricks and mortar magazine shop. Absolutely, in yes, London.
1: yeah, yeah. How's that going? That is going from strength to strength. has that that in a sense, it makes sense of everything else that I've been doing—the conference, the various events, and other things. Is suddenly there's a base for it. There's a. Uh, you know, there's the website, there's the studio, there's the uh, there's the events, conferences, and now there's the shop, and it just pulls it all together. So it's, it's been going really well. I mean, again, it wouldn't, you know, if, if, if I wanted an easy way to make money, it's not the route to it. But I'm very pleased that it's exceeded um, the the uh, business plan uh, figures, uh, and, and we seem to be on top of it. We, You know, we started off opening four days a week. We're now open six days a week. The online, we, we're, the online site, despite some technical limitations, we need to, you know, always keep trying to develop that. But it, but that's developed a really good international audience, and we're we're very, it's very confident that it's, you know, we're, we're about to hit a year, and that's, you know, I can't believe it. It's incredible. So it's, that's been a and uh, I
0: presume you've got the big time of the year coming up because you, you launched last year, was it December that you launched?
1: De- December the 11th we launched. So. Which is
0: too late for Christmas. The people yeah. don't know you're there and all the yes, rest of the yeah, yeah. But This year, everyone knows you're there. Yes. Yeah,
1: well, I guess so. it would be interesting. I mean, it'll be the first Christmas we've been open. I've no idea whether it's the sort of place that will benefit from the Christmas market. I mean, I hope so. Uh, I, I sort of have a feeling it might be slightly removed from that to an extent, but... Um, because of where it is in London? Or? No, because I'm not sure. I mean, maybe some people will come in thinking, oh, I've come to do my Christmas shopping. Um I'd like to think they. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't wish them not, but I'm not sure it's quite that sort of thing. I think, you know, we have people come from all places and they sort of, it's, it's a destination to visit and we're really busy in the summer with tourists and we've been really busy since the students and the universities have reopened in, 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 in the autumn now uh so I, don't, I honestly don't know whether i mean it's going to be big for us because it's it's our year and we're gonna have a p- birthday party and all of that but and yeah well absolutely come and buy your christmas presents from the mag <laughs> shop and if you can't visit us go online <laughs>
0: and, and the other thing that you do to draw people in that's not seasonal is you have your events yes now. so absolutely. you have a pretty awe-inspiring lineup of events that are in the shop now
1: yes yes so we do we do uh, yeah, we, we do we try and do them monthly, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but we try and get an editor in uh, for this kind of mag culture meets thing where we invite them in to talk about their new issues, so the, this has to be someone that's uh, got a new issue to talk about uh, and introduce and then they, you know, we offer it at a discount on the night uh, and then they stick around and it's much more uh, informal and smaller. I mean, no, modern magazines isn't that formal, but it's a much smaller event where, you know, everyone in the room should easily get a chance to have a chat with that person and that tends to be from the from the smaller independent scene but we've also had uh francesca Frankie from eel magazine and one or two uh An- angered lewis who wrote the book um so you want to publish a magazine so we and then in addition to that we have uh, we do a few launches we do, you know people can hire a space and launch their magazine and that goes well as well it's, it's, it's suited to that that was one of the things we we're looking at through the shop so yeah it's busy it's good though and, and it all feeds its, itself you know
0: well, it's brilliant to see and I know that you now need to run off because you I probably do. have to go and like introduce
1: the next speaker or something. Yes, absolutely. So thank, thank you very much. much for good good to, to talk to us. you. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers. Jerry. All the best. I'm gonna run.
0: Okay, that's all for this week. I'm going to head back inside now to catch the last of the day's speakers. Uh, you can see a review of the day on the Stack blog, so um, just go to stackmagazines.com and you should be able to see uh, our editor, Grace's thoughts about all the speakers that we've had today. You can also find links to the previous episodes of this podcast on the Stack blog, or if you prefer, you can follow us on SoundCloud or iTunes. Just search for Stack magazines and you'll be able to follow us so that every episode gets delivered direct to your phone thanks very much for listening we'll be back again this time next week Uh, see you then